I'm going to share from um, a psalm, and um, it's going to take participation this morning. Okay, so it's at Psalm 136. I guess if you have your Bibles or your iPads or whatever it is you got, just turn to a Psalm 136. And it's, um, it's amazing this morning of all the testimonies and the things that we've been, we've been hearing this morning. And all I can say this morning is that God's in the house. God is in this house this morning. And um, so what I want to do is I'm going to read the first part of the verse, and then you guys will respond by saying, his love endures forever, okay? So that's going to be your participation. Give thanks to the Lord, for he is good. Give thanks to the God of gods. Give thanks to the Lord of lords. To him who alone does great wonders. Who by his understanding made the heavens. Who spread out the earth upon the waters. Who made the great lights. The sun to govern the day the moon and stars to govern the night. To him who struck down the firstborn of Egypt and brought Israel out from among them with a mighty hand and outstretched arm. To him who divided the Red Sea asunder and brought Israel through the midst of it but swept Pharaoh and his army into the Red Sea. To him who led his people through the desert, who struck down great kings and killed mighty kings, Sihon, king of the Amorites, and Og, king of Bashan, and gave their land as an inheritance an inheritance to his servant Israel. To the one who remembered us in our low estate and freed us from our enemies and who gives food to every creature. Give thanks to the God of heaven. You know, this morning, this, this passage of scripture is known in the Hebrew as Hallel. And I'll explain later on what that means. But in the midst of this, we have heard, if you know anything in the Old Testament, Israel had gone through some difficult times. They've had the good times, then they walk away from God, and then they have the good times, and then they walk away from God. Well, this here is a psalm which brought the people together, and it was a public time of worship and praise. And we see that in the first couple of verses, it says, Give thanks to the Lord for what? He is good. We hear in the scripture that says, taste and see that the Lord is good. Here we understand that God all the time is good. And what I find interesting, um, just being fairly new to the country, and that is that when you guys say, you know, when somebody does something nice and you say, good on you, you know, that is proclaiming and declaring the nature of God upon the person's life. 
So I encourage you, every time that someone does something, you say, good on you. Be reminded that you're saying the good nature of God is upon you, that is in you, the nature of God's goodness. Then it goes on to say, give thanks to the God of gods. He is the God of all. There is no other God but God himself. He is the one that stands as the one and only true God. And you see, as the people of God would gather together, and they are reminded the God that they were serving, that not only is he good, but he is the God of all gods. And then we further on, it says, give thanks to the Lord of lords. He is the one, he is the king, he reigns, and he rules. So as they gather together and they stand before and they begin to together worship and say, he is the God of gods. There is no other God but him alone. That he is the Lord of lords. He is the one that reigns and rules over our lives. And you got to remember that these are the people that have come together and have blown it. Who knows what was going on in their lives, what was happening in their situation and circumstances. But as they gathered together and began to be reminded of whom this God that they were serving is capable of doing. And then we further on, it goes to say that we are to give thanks for he is creator. To him who alone does great wonders, who by his understanding made the heavens, who spread out the earth and upon the waters, who made the great lights, the sun to govern the day, the moon and stars to govern the night. Here they are reminded that he is the creator of the universe. And not only is he the creator of the universe, but he's also the creator of you and I. It is amazing when you think about just the universe alone, the stars, the millions and millions of stars that are out there, and yet they're all held together. And it is interesting, um, they say that everything is positioned perfectly. Even the earth itself in its position from the sun. If it was any closer, we'd just be burnt up. But if we're too far away, it would just freeze up. So it's interesting and amazing and incredible that the universe and it's the way it's been created. And you know, it's interesting as well. You know, there's, they're not here this morning, but I think it's Nani and her son, Josh. I've been having an opportunity to hang out with Josh. And we sit and talk and, and he tells me all the different species and animals and insects of Australia. He's got a book on it, and it's just amazing and incredible, the stuff that this kid knows. And it's amazing, because there are, there are animals and insects that I wasn't even aware of. And I'm thinking, God, you are so amazing of what he has created. Insects and animals of all different kinds. I mean, there are different kinds in Canada and different kinds in Australia. And it's just amazing and incredible. And when you think of Noah and all the animals, you know, the two by two, I'm thinking that would have been a heavy-duty boat to think of all the animals that there would have been in that ark. But this is the God who has created. He is creator. And then it goes on to say, to him who struck down the firstborn of Egypt and brought Israel out from among them with a mighty hand and outstretched arm, to him who divided the Red Sea asunder, this is the God who saves and delivers and brings freedom. 
it's amazing when as he says that these were mighty kings. And one of the, king, one of the kings was actually a giant. So here these people were faced with the truth that God was so incredible that he was able to remove the impossible. These mighty kings. And the fact, can you imagine? I mean, we can only get a slight picture when you see on television the, you know, the Ten Commandments and seeing the Red Sea being pulled apart. But can you imagine being there and watching God's hand separate the ocean, the sea, and allowing people to walk through it without being affected? That would just be incredible. That was amazing. And these people were being reminded of the God that was able to do this. This is the God that does the impossible. This is the God that does the incredible. This is the God that does the miraculous. And then it goes on to say, And he gave their land as an inheritance, an inheritance to his servant Israel, to the one who remembered us in our lowest state and freed us from our enemies, and who gives food to every creature, give thanks to God of heaven. This is the God that remembers us in the midst of this incredible God, in the midst of this miraculous God who, who's up in heaven. This is the God that remembers us in our lowest state, in our humble moments, in our times of difficulty, in our times of hardship. We are reminded that God remembers us in these moments and that he is the God who's a provisional God. He provides. He is a provisional God. And so... This passage is a reminder of who God is and what he's capable of doing. And in Psalm 46, verse 10, it says this in the whole passage, which is an incredible passage. It talks about how the earth is coming apart at its seams. And then it says at the end, it says, be still and know that I am God. It's incredible when we think of times when we find ourselves saying to ourselves, you know what, my world is falling apart. My world is coming apart at the seams. And yet we are reminded to be still and know that God is God. And it is interesting that in this, we, we say his love endures forever. You know, and, and in this passage, the word, the Hebrew word for love is hesed. And it is said that this word really isn't possible in an English language to understand the, the depth of this here word hesed. And so and there are many different translations. And it's basically trying to gather together all those words. Still doesn't even get to the point of what this word hesed means. But in many different translations, you will hear this word instead of um, his love endures forever. It could be mercy. It could be a loyalty, favor, mercy, loving kindness, and it goes on and on and on. But it's basically, this word is, in essence, the kind love of God. It's a covenantal word. It's a word that is described as loyalty, favor, mercy, goodness. It is a rock-solid, steadfast faithfulness. So when they are responding in repetitive words, so they're saying this, this is what they're understanding this word hesed means that it's rock solid, it is steadfast, that God's love is unmovable and unshakable. 
and in everything that he has done as they are reminded of who he is and what he has done in their lives. They respond with this sense of rock-solid steadfastness that God is who he says he is. And these are the things that he has done in our lives. So what was ever happening in their situation and circumstances at that moment? And as they gather together, man, woman, and child, they would rally together and, and they would recite this psalm. And as each moment they would declare that, they were reminded, yes, this is the same God we are serving today. This is the same God that he did that then. He will do that even now. He can do the impossible. He can do the incredible. And the thing that I want to explain as to what this psalm and this Jewish halal means, it is the derivative of what we say, hallelujah. And the word halal means that we are to be clear, that we are to shine, we are to boast, we are to rave, and we are to celebrate. So these people, as they gathered together, they did just that. They boasted, they raved, they celebrated, they shined as they declared the goodness of God. And I just want to share a, another psalm, Psalm 33. And then I'm going to want us to do something, okay? Psalm 33, and I'm going to start in verse 10. And it says, The Lord foils the plans of the nations. He thwarts the purposes of the peoples. But the plans of the Lord stand firm forever. The purposes of his heart throughout all generations. Blessed is the nation whose God is the Lord. The people he chose for his inheritance. From heaven the Lord looks down and sees all mankind. From his dwelling place he watches all who live on the earth. He who forms the hearts of all, who considers everything they do. No king is saved by the size of his army. No warrior escapes by his great strength. A horse is a vain hope for deliverance, despite all its great strength it cannot save. But the eyes of the Lord are on those who fear him, on those whose hope is in his unfailing love, to deliver them from death and keep them alive in famine. We wait in hope for the Lord. He is our help and our shield. In him our hearts rejoice, for we trust in his holy name. May your unfailing love rest upon us, O Lord, even as we put our trust in you. And as we know, you know, we live in difficult times. A lot is happening in our world, all over the world. Things are happening. And we can get ourselves in a position where we can be crushed I mean, every time you get on the news, it's just nothing but bad news for the most part. Just constant, constant, constant. And I am sure that these people would have been faced with the same circumstances and situations and various kinds. And as they rallied together and they begin to see that, you know what, this is the God that we know who brought down mighty kings. What was impossible for them was not impossible for God. It was possible with God when they began to remind themselves that this is the same God that pulled apart the sea and brought them their, their forefathers through, which would have been an impossible situation and circumstance. So no matter what they were faced, they realized that this God and everything that he does, he is good. He is the God of all gods. He is the Lord of all lords. 
and his love endures forever. So this morning, I want, to partic- I want us to participate, okay? And we're going to go through the psalm again. But here's what I want you to do, okay? Because as, as it was with the Jewish people back in the day, they knew how to celebrate. And let's face it, the world out there knows how to celebrate. And when you're out in these sports games and you see your, your, your team win, just like, in the, just like us Canadians, out when our hockey team wins, they celebrate. You, you hear the rip-roaring, yelling and screaming and, and the, the whole shebang. Well, this is what this halal means, the hallelujah. It means to celebrate with everything you got. It means that you worship and you just let go and you scream and shout, this is the God whom we serve, that his love endures consistently, faithfully, forever. He he is motivated by his goodness. He is motivated by his love. He is motivated by his greatness. So when we do this again, I want us to think of ourselves as your, your favorite sport team or whatever it is has just won the cup of sorts, whatever. And I want you to say it with everything that you got this morning. Okay? You think we can do that? Do we have the energy this morning to do that? Because we serve a, a mighty God. You know, the Bible says, where sin abounds, the grace of God does so much more abound. God is always one step ahead of everything. He is aware of what's going on, and nothing phases him. And this is the God that we know and serve. He's incredible. He's amazing. He's awesome. He is good. Okay, so we're going to participate in this, okay? And as I, I do the first part of the verse, and then again, I want you to think, your team has won, and you're excited, and you're thrilled, and you're just ready to blow out of yourselves, okay? Let's stand, okay?